I'm Michelle. I'm Mickey. And we take TV too seriously. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the 2003 Disney Channel original movie, The Cheetah Girls. A Disney classic, the very first Disney Channel original movie musical, and the thing that kicked off why they make so many musicals today. Girl group, The Cheetah Girls, consists of four teenage girls who dream of musical fame while navigating the twists and turns of their normal lives. The first step to fame, conquering their school's talent show. Based on the best-selling novel series by Deborah Gregory, The Cheetah Girls debuted in 2003 on Disney Channel, and the film soundtrack was met with surprising success. So if we look at the cast list, there's people on here that we all know. I mean, the first person is Raven Simone or Raven, which, I mean, do we even need to talk about Raven? Raven's been everywhere, literally her whole life. She's been acting since she was literally three, I think. She is an icon, okay? Yeah. You don't have to love her, you, but you will recognize. Even though sometimes she says things that we have to pretend she never said. <laughs> Yeah, we're just not going to talk about those things. But um, we will mention Adrienne Hutton. She plays Chanel. And you might know her as the woman who boldly defended her stance against washing her hands <laughs> of her co-host. Why did you put that in? On the hill. <laughs> because, listen, in these COVID times, oh, man. I just want to reiterate as many times as necessary that you should always wash your hands more often than you really think you should. But especially after going to the bathroom and toilet paper is not enough to protect you. You need to wash your hands. Wow, that did not age well for her at all. Like, it did not, no. Yeah, because people can find that clip today, right now. and It be lives like, forever. Girl. <laughs> in the collective consciousness. Uh, she was also in the girl group 3LW. Also. <laughs> like yes. that's her second credit. <laughs> <laughs> her credits include <laughs> the cheetah girls the real where she made the fatal mistake of telling the world she doesn't wash her hands and 3lw and she recently was in the mass singer a weird fever dream of a show where celebrities put on <laughs> costumes <laughs> and then sing songs to an audience and have judges guess who the celebrity is while they have fake clues that they say through a voice disguiser. It's a weird show. I liked it for a while until it got too weird. And then Sarah Palin was on it. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, no, that's no, that's a no for me. <laughs> okay, who else is in this movie? Oh, yeah. Next person, Keely Williams as Aqua, short for Aquanet. She was also in 3LW. And if you, <laughs> if you don't know, uh, she allegedly threw chicken at... This girl that used to be in 3LW when they were teenagers. That's her second credit. Who threw chicken at who? Healy threw chicken at Naturi. Remember, do you remember when they replaced the one dark skinned girl with the other dark skinned girl from 3LW? I was never like following 3LW very closely. I remember 3LW existing, couldn't name a single song, just knew that Healy and Adrian were in that and then were in this. And wow. Yeah, so much... you normally that would be cute. Like, oh look, look, that's why didn't they just also cast? I'm sorry, what is her name? Well, they couldn't cast her because I have a lot of information about this, I guess. Um, <laughs> I like 3LW at the time. And it was uh they were young, like maybe 15 or 16 or something, maybe even younger than that. But Naturi was the other girl who was there, and she was just like darker than the other two because they're very light-skinned. And there was a fight one day or something, they all had some kind of disagreement and then the story goes that keely threw chicken at notori while they were in a car she'll never live that down (laughs) 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 okay wait who else um sabrina bryan she played dorinda otherwise known as doe and for some reason i just kept forgetting her name throughout the entire movie yeah she wasn't she wasn't leaving an impression for me to be honest (laughs) She left a bad impression for me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so apparently in addition to singing, dancing, and acting, she is a fashion designer and television personality. Oh, wow. She's out here, I guess. I guess that's as far as I cared to look. (laughs) That's fine, you know? All right. Then we have Lynn Whitfield, the amazing Lynn Whitfield, who's been, again, also out here for years, decades. Yes. She played Dorothea. One of my favorite things that she was in was Eve's Bayou. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite movies. I can watch the movie all the time. I love it too. Um, 
Who else? Who else? Oh, Sandra. Sandra Caldwell, who played Drinka. And is also an icon, has also been out here acting for years and recently came out as trans, at least publicly, in the Netflix documentary Disclosure about like trans representation in film and TV. And mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, this movie's even better now. <laughs> I didn't even know. Look at her. Killing yes. it. She's been in a lot of things. I'm really so happy many for her things. that she's able to come out now and feel a bit safer. Yeah. I'm not going to say things are perfect. They're definitely not. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But uh, we love that for her. Just before we watch this movie, what would you say was your impression just based on how you remembered it in 2003? I'm sure I watched this, but it was it, it was not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read the books when I was younger because I had an aunt who would send me different books, like the Princess Diaries and stuff, because I like to read. So that equals mm-hmm. like find the girliest books they could ever possibly find, you, which yeah, is, yep. you know, they're entertaining. But I felt like I was watching it as a new viewer because it okay. had been that long. Yeah. And I think more of my memory of the Chia Girls comes more from the books. And even that's limited. Mm-hmm. What was your impression based on memory? That's interesting that you read the books because I also had no memory that these were books until I saw that she wrote that. And I was like, oh, like, these are based on books, I guess, which is a thing that I didn't know about many movies on Disney Channel that I watched as a child. Most of them were just based on books that I never read. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I remember really being into this movie because I love musicals and I've always loved musicals. And I feel like these songs are bops and continue to be bops that I listen to even not having watched the movie in years. I've listened to the songs randomly on like YouTube or whatever. Be like, I remember that song. That song's great. And I also like really enjoyed seeing Raven in most things. I watched her in The Cosby Show. I watched her in Hang with Mr. Cooper. That's so Raven, Xenon. She was everywhere actually for a while. So this movie was sort of just several of the things that I would like. It's just yeah. made for Mickey. Kind of. Not, yeah. I mean, not as much now, but yeah, maybe then. We're coming at this from very different perspectives. Which is fascinating because we thought almost the same things, apparently. But <laughs> Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I do think there are definitely things that we disagree on yeah, with yeah, this. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't think that these songs were bops, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, <What>? fine. <laughs> Let's talk, Let's talk about, about why. What, what happened in the movie? What, tell me what happened in the movie. I was kind of surprised when the movie started because it was so abrupt. There wasn't <laughs> any kind of lead in. It was just like, we are singing. Song. <laughs> I could have had more of an instrumental lead up. Yeah. And they just threw the title on and we're just in someone's backyard. What's so funny to me about like TV musicals is obviously the songs sound great because they were recorded in the studio and they put it into the movie. And like, you could tell that so deeply when like three of them in the back, they're like cartoonishly (laughs) falling over. Raven's still perfectly singing and everyone still sounds exactly the same. And I'm just like, but what, what's happening? (laughs) How this is not. Obviously like you're always going to be doing pre-recording because you're going to be doing so many takes. It's just very apparent that these songs were just written without or um, bought and not written for the movie. We'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah. But um, they have no real connection to the storyline. So, no. you know, in traditional musicals where if it was a case where someone's falling down or whatever's happening, there's some kind of action, they would be showing that in their voice. I think the... Uh, was the live action Cinderella with Brandy mm-hmm. does that so well because wow, it is still I haven't seen that like, in so long. I had it on VHS. <laughs> I know it's on Disney Plus and I still need it on DVD. It is that kind of movie for me. Peak Whitney is there. Whitney Houston, who also, side note, executive produced this movie. Um, what? <laughs> she was involved with the soundtracks as well. What? But she also cared a lot about the people coming up after her and Mm -hmm. really cared about empowering young girls. And so she, I mean, with Cinderella and like, she took Brandy under her, under her wing. I do remember that. Cause they looked up to her. Yeah. I remember that. That was really sweet. She produced the princess diaries one and two as well. (laughs) What? Yeah. Just, just go look up Winnie Houston and find her IMDb. All right, I will. I didn't even know that she just 
She was just like, these movies need to happen. I will make sure they happen. She was looking out for the girls. Wow. Good for her. Honestly. I watch. So also one thing I realized about this movie, I know that I watched it maybe like at least sometime in the last, let's say 10 years. I don't know. Uh, Like another time after when I was a child. And so it's been a minute, but from the very beginning, I was like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen in almost this entire movie. Right after the line where Galleria tells Chanel, so Raven tells Adrian that, um, <laughs> promise when we get rich, we'll get an apartment together and be friends forever. And I was like, oh, so they're going to get into a fight soon. And uh, they're going to break up and then they're going to get back together at the end because that is a little too on the nose. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we'll be friends forever means that we're going to have a disagreement and I'm going to stop talking to you for some period of the movie. I totally get it. But they had Galleria switch so quickly. So fast, like, like too fast, actually. I feel like they didn't have enough bonding moments with all of yeah. the girls early on because it was it was very apparent that I'm going to struggle with all of their names. Oh, Galleria. Which, which person? Yeah, yeah. And Chanel mm-hmm. were like besties from... Right, they clearly like, have been forever. friends for a minute, yeah. That young kind of BFF, like she said, like we're going to grow old together and everything, where at this point I'd be like, are you in love with your best friend? <laughs> Tell the truth. But yeah. um, these two are friends and these other two are friends. And they've come together to, to sing some music, songs. Right. But they still, like, they're not all close, you know? Show them practicing music together, maybe. All of their storylines were very separate for the most part. Aqua and Doe. Yeah. So they're the newer ones. And I'm not sure how long it is that they've all known each other. There are so many points where I'm just like, why would you not know this information already about this person? Why can't you talk to them? Why are you being weird? What, like, I mean, because they're like 14, played by yes. 17 or 20 year olds, but. <laughs> Which is so funny. And then there was that, the like, okay, what is the white guy's name? We should have named him because like he's an alley cat. Derek? <laughs> what is oh, his yeah. name? His, his character's name's Derek. I don't remember his real name. Kyle Schmidt. Okay. He looks like a Kyle. He is a Kyle. He's got a Kyle uh, face. <laughs> he's got a Kyle face. Um, he has Kyle energy. He does have mad Kyle energy. He was in Alley Cat Strike, which is another uh, decom. <laughs> but how old was his character supposed to be? I feel like they were supposed to be maybe like a year apart or something. Like he's like, I think they were like freshmen. Maybe they were sophomores or something like that. It was just so like, clearly he's in college. Like <laughs> I know these people look so just, old. But um, he needed to chill. He did need to chill. He was doing a lot. Oh, gosh. I'm tired of white boys rapping. Yeah, I don't know why we had to do that. But then he was like, oh, like, y'all are going to... I know it's supposed to be the... Oh, he's making it about the group, but really he just has a crush on Galleria. Yeah. And rather than just bond over the fact that they do music, (laughs) he has to antagonize her about it. Right. Oh, I'm better and my group is better and we're going to win because we play real instruments. Which they and do not. During the, the contest, his group is, he's rapping. He's not playing any instrument. Right. And the other guy's a DJ, which is like, you know, it's a skill, but it's not like you were like, we had to plug up guitars and shit is the way you made it sound. Uh, we see that later. Randomly. Really <laughs> random. It's so, so like, random. Why didn't you have your guitar when you were performing in the music contest? The fact that that was a line, like we play real instruments, but then the first time we see someone playing an instrument in the movie, it's Raven playing piano or keyboard. Oh yeah, she was. That's true. She was playing the piano. And then you you were coming for her the whole time. Like they can play instruments also. What? And she, and he had the nerve to be surprised. Like, oh, that actually sounded good. Not like that pop crap that you do. First of all, this is a ballad. Relax. (laughs) Pop groups do ballads all the time. All the time. It's a very common thing. Like, what are you talking about? That's not exclusive to any one genre. Something else that's Derek related is this very small detail that I honed in on for some reason, where <laughs> I had the captions on, which I didn't have on when I was 13 in 2003, because that wasn't a thing. When they were antagonizing each other at the beginning of the movie, uh, Galleria and, and apparently Derek, she says the line, Beso Pazo Derek, which is... I assumed Italian because right. her dad is Italian. Right. 
And I'm like, sure, okay, but what does that mean? So I tried to look it up and Google Translate says it means either crazy bass or low crazy or crazy low or something. And then I asked the internet if anyone else has had this like thought before and someone on Twitter did also and was just like, I tried to ask my Italian friend, I don't know what this means. Someone help me. (laughs) And then someone finally, it was like, okay, I know Italian and I think maybe it's something similar to Raven being like, you're nasty, like she says and other things. So just like, you're, you're ridiculous, you're crazy, like some shit like that. It's not like solid Italian. It's just like kind of. It's not actual Italian slang. Yeah. It's like, I think they just said some Italian things and tried to make up a slang thing that isn't a real slang Italian thing and just sort of almost is. Yeesh. (laughs) So this journey I went on. I will say outside of the not real Italian slang, Gallery had like the best lines in the whole movie. She got the greatest lines in this movie. Let me tell you. Zingers. Every single one of so them. So good. Can we just run through our, like, the best? There were, I mean, there are some other things other characters said occasionally. There's sure. like, okay, yeah. And it was usually her mom. Honestly, I don't know this to be true. This is pure speculation. But I'm like, Raven probably ad-libbed some of this. Because these are good lines. What are some of your favorite? Okay. Well, we could so... do favorite lines. But honestly, mine are probably just going to be favorite gallery lines. I mean, I think almost all the ones I actually wrote down <laughs> were things that she said. So in the beginning, like her parents are mad at her because she like didn't remember to walk her dog or whatever. And they like have to walk her dog. And the dad was like, you forgot to go to the store to get capers. And then she does, she's like, takes the dog outside. And she's like, come on, caper day needs totos. <laughs> and I don't know why that like, that tickled me so much. I love that. Um, one of the ones I had was, I'm not very comfortable with change. Oh my God. I love that line too. <laughs> I relate so hard. <laughs> that was, that was, I'm not comfortable with change, but how's everybody else? <laughs> oh, okay. Another one was when she was fighting with her mom and she was like talking about why she deserves to talk to this producer guy about their music career and the mom was not having it. And her one point at one point was like, what's the point of eating vegetables if you can't have dessert? Oh. And the mom was like strong bones and teeth. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines of the whole, like, favorite exchanges. Their rapport was so good. They were, Um, they were both good. That's where Galleria gets it from. Mm -hmm. She's like, you're not going to outwit me. Right. Do you know who I am? Absolutely not. My other one, it's like so cheesy, but I love it. She's talking about Derek. If he can't respect my art, (laughs) he can't have my heart. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, keep that self-esteem. Wow. Oh, wait, actually, since we're still here, uh, let's not forget when her mom and (laughs) she and her mom were in the taxi getting to the the meeting with Jackal. And she's like, please don't mama this to death. I could just have a whole movie or show about that little family. I don't need most of this. They're great. Because Gallery should have gone solo. We'll we'll talk about why. Honestly. Um, Disney and just kids movies in general, it's not just Disney, loves this trope of like the mom is so hard on the kid and so tough, but the dad is just like so loving and understanding. And it's like, no, but you got to see the kid's side. The kid's just trying to have fun. I'm just a fun loving dad. I know like, maybe some people have good relationships with their fathers. Um, and those people aren't queer, <laughs> but I call shenanigans. They did that in Xenon. The mom had to put on a whole fucking stress helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever. And the dad was like, oh, but my group is cool. And now we have the scene with Galleria's uh, parents. And, mm-hmm. you know, the mom sticking her heels in like, no, I'm right. She was right. I'm right. And <laughs> this guy is a, a scumbag. Yeah. And which we're is not accurate. letting our 14-year-old sign this really fucked up contract. Feels fine. Side note, I love that scene where, with Jackal where he's like, standard contract. And she's like, standard provisions. Oh, such a good, this mom is so good. If you're going to have a momager, she should be your momager. But yeah, so like the parents are talking. And then the dad is just kind of like cozying up on her and just like, oh, but you should let our daughter do the thing. And just like, I, I kind of hate that thing. It's like, I'm just going to kiss on you to get my way and like whatever. It's like super manipulative. And you can say it's cute and, you know, sure, if she's about it, but I think you. And 
they she starts to there starts to be like a slight back and forth with her and Galleria and her her husband he like spanks her out of the room literally he's just like I don't I'm an adult and I'm grossed out I feel like this is kind of the like weirdly specific stereotypes thing I was feeling for the whole movie like the dad's Italian he's really sexual he's like super go with the flow he's like really touchy-feely i'm like are we what are we this is a lot yes but it also reads a a certain kind of way with it being a dynamic of like this is a white man like handling his black wife yeah i feel like until we got to the point where the whole movie recognized that jackal was a scumbag they were trying to paint the mom like she was doing too much. Well, the kids were because they were like, mom, stop. Oh, no, don't stop asking too many questions. She was never wrong this entire movie. From the beginning to the end, she never was wrong. You know why? Because she was like, okay, number one, you're a little young. And like, sure, if we could find a producer or whatever who wasn't the worst, maybe it could have been a thing where they had a music career. But as of right now, the option we have, he seems sleazy. And I have good reason to believe so. He not only gives them a contract, but like meets them in a school and wants to sign them in that moment without talking to anybody's parents. Right. Just like, it doesn't make sense to me why he would be at one of the auditions instead of just like the actual actual show. show. (laughs) It wasn't like it was a strong plot anyway, but really all I need is just like, just copy paste every other movie like this you've ever seen. You didn't have to do what you did. All I'm really looking for is just like these young kids with a dream trying. You can do a little montage bit. Time has passed. You should not have said it for a week. Or if it wasn't, it you didn't give a clear indication of any timing in this movie. It was just so confused. It was so confusing. Because not uh, only does it seem like a short period of time between... We audition, we get in the contest, everyone loves it. They get offered this deal by this like sleazy producer dude. The mom's like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then they end up meeting with him, blah, blah, blah. They think they're going to be rich. And now after talking to the people at school for what seems like a day or two about it too much, there's now a website that's been made. <laughs> again, like bashing them because everyone's like, oh, fuck the Cheetah Girls. They Because Galleria just like wouldn't It's too annoying. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Even though they tried to write Galleria, like she went from zero to extreme diva way too fast. At the same time, even when doing that, she was the only person that did care about the actual music group things. Like, here's our demo. I like wrote some new songs. I like yes. made an album cover. And I'm like, when do you, when did the rest of y'all care or practice? Never. I would be so over them if I was Galleria, but you know, we're. We wouldn't be friends anymore. I'm like, first of all, y'all care nothing about music. I've never seen you practice one time. Uh, so I can find people who care more. <laughs> I'm starting a YouTube channel. I don't need you. I have honestly. I made a new MySpace. All right. You know what? YouTube came out in 2003. What year is this movie? 2003. The thing that happened to Justin Bieber could have happened to Galleria. It really could have. And Mm -hmm. um, it would have been better for everyone. Right. See, would have been a better time for us all. (laughs) I was just on her side for like, not for the part where she was like mean to Drinka. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of that as well written as the zinger was I was like oof she yeah. said to her opportunities knocking drinka and I think you know better than I that once it's gone you just can't get it back <laughs> which first of all is too <laughs> savage right now like just <laughs> you can't be this it's savage been a right day. now god damn well, I can't do your rinky dink talent your show little talent show is even beneath though that's me. how I met this person that's gonna sign us wasn't the prize to get a contract with him anyway so what does it matter that why are you just not doing the show like it shouldn't that shouldn't be that big of a deal why is he making you work on the day of the show isn't this contract about him or is it someone else's contract i don't know also it's like so layered because it's like listen i know that you couldn't make it but i'm still young and i can still make it so i just want you to give me the (laughs) chance to be great so thank you (laughs) and then she says to dorinda well, go on, Dorinda. We're going to be doing music anyway. And since you mostly dance. Which, I mean, is not nice, but like, low key, it's not like she's offering but so much singing. Oh. But I've heard 
<laughs> and I just feel like also I, I just movie kept lying to me and I just didn't appreciate it because like Dorinda, the whole movie, they're just like, you dance, you're the best dancer. She's great at dancing. And I'm like, I mean, she's okay. She seems fine enough. Like she can flip. That's cool. That's, she's just doing cartwheels. That's not inherently better at dancing than the other people who are here. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah, she gave me Julia Stiles in Safe Last Dance energy. <laughs> You know what bothered me about that scene? What? Apparently Doe was the smartest in the books, which I guess means she was the best at school. And she right. was the best dancer. Sure. But that was a book. I am watching a movie <laughs> and you did not cast her appropriately no. for me to believe that because you cannot have someone fake being a good dancer. You really can't. Because we can, can see with our eyes. We have whole eyeballs. Okay. This was just fail. Dorinda was like the token character who is poor and also in foster care and has like a a much a much harder home life than the other characters. Did we ever see Aqua's like home life? No, but I don't think she's poor because the movie gave no time to that. So they, I have no information. They gave about basically it. no time to Aqua at all. She so. had four lines maybe. Half of them were about hot sauce. Yeah, that's yeah, that's his whole thing. This movie just loves very specific stereotypes. And then I think they just made up some of their own. I'm like, these are this is fascinating. Yeah. Um, the whole thing where it's like you have a character who's white and you make them poor, and then yeah. you make all of the characters of color rich or middle class. Yeah. Because no one can have too much privilege or too much oppression <laughs> even though there's definitely a whole lot of middle class and rich white people um, oh yeah so many most of them most of them percentage wise a lot yeah so i just like this is interesting but you know what's even more interesting to me is the fact that doe in the books was black what really yes let me pull up this freaking quote yeah please tell me about these books because i don't okay. know anything about the books i'm gonna come back to doe but i have to shout out Aqua had a sister okay. named Angie, Anjanette. Oh, and so there are originally five in the Cheetah Girls themselves. Yes. Okay. Dorinda, who is a foster child, was of color and uncertain of her exact origins. So for the movie, she became white. And Deborah Martin Chase said, I thought it was really important that visually all girls saw that they were included in the Cheetah Girls. It's a state of mind. It's an attitude. Everybody no matter the color of your spots, can be a cheetah girl. It's about New York. It's about diversity. It's looking at people for who they are and what they are as opposed to what they look like. Yes, that is true. And also, have you seen every other Disney Channel movie? Because I think the white girls are fine. Yeah, they were definitely fine. They definitely, <laughs> I don't think they had low self-esteem issues from not seeing themselves in media. For other and, things, um, yes, but not that. I think they would have totally been fine if we had all of the Cheetah Girls be black or anyone, just not white. Like, I think it would have been fine. Yeah. Because um, the books were not for white girls. And yeah. they could have just seen themselves in um, the background of the shots. And also in the characters, because people have personalities that they could relate to. I mean, it's... I do you know how many white sitcoms I watched as a child because that was what was around for a long period of time it's too many they could yeah. have played the game that um, my mom and I used to play like in public but also with anything that we watched where it's mm -hmm. spot the black person yeah they, you know, they could oh I found a white person I yeah, want them to experience that like it's so so far few and far between yeah they're like oh there's one Oh, this one had two. I want that. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's probably my biggest thing that bothers me about the movie and the character. But if you're going with the argument that you want all girls to see themselves in this movie, you didn't have to put a white girl in the thing. You could have cast an Asian girl. Sure. You, could, yeah. you know, there's so many. There's options here. There's options here. Also, white girls are fine in this in this particular area. I think they're gonna be okay. We also just, could have had you know dark skinned people in this movie, yeah. specifically in this girl group. Right. There's just like a lot of 
there are a lot of uh, roles to fill in this group that was apparently five. So like, could have been anybody. Yes. Like, okay, I get it. Like, Galleria's whole thing is she is biracial. Never mind that you don't have to be light-skinned to be biracial, but okay. So, okay, sure. And you want Raven because Raven... Raven's popular right now. She's she's hot. She's hitting it out here. Yeah. I get that. Um, were Adrian and Keely a package deal because of 3W? <laughs> Maybe. I think, I think so, because that's what it seemed like. Because, like, I guess really they were like... have to do that. Because Adrian did a decent enough job, I think. Okay, but imagine if Naya Rivera had been cast in this movie like she almost was. Can we cast her as Aqua? Because Keely wasn't doing enough for me. I would have cast her as Doe. Oh, actually, that would be a good idea. I could see that. Before we forget, can we just talk about this drama teacher? Yeah. This isn't a comment on the actress. She was great in the role. But the teacher was so weird. She was just very (laughs) egocentric. I think it's the audition scene where she just like, you remind me of a biracial version of me. You remind me of, what was it? It was so weird. I remember that. Let me tell you why I love that scene. It's because the movie is doing too much. They're like, you're a Galleria, you remind me of a biracial hip-hop inversion of me. And they play generic hip-hop music behind it. And then Chanel, you remind me of a hot, spicy Latina version of me. Generic salsa music. Aqua, you remind me of a sass. If I were from the sassy South, kind of still generic hip-hop sounding music I think and then Uh Dorinda because she has no personality really besides her being poor and white you remind me of myself I were and then she's like if if you're shrimp being white right and she's like no if I was a dancer like girl chill like ha ha bada boom um (laughs) calm the fuck down with your white wine right I'm like nobody cares like just bring it down literally nobody gives a fuck right now so defensive but then later she wanted to be like I don't even know what I am I'm not white I'm not anything because I'm adopted my mother didn't want me and that's very hard but you know this scene would have landed way harder if one you cast an actress of color (laughs) you should have cast Naya Rivera Absolutely. And two, if you cast someone who could act. Yeah. Hence, you should have cast Naya Rivera. Oh, God, that scene. Like, I don't care if your mom is Black. You're white. You know where you're white. We all know you're white. You brought it up for no reason earlier in this movie. (laughs) Then she wants to act like, I'm not any... Sorry. Even if you don't know your specific origins of your parents... Sometimes you can still tell some information about yourself or have like some sort of information. Like when you look in the mirror and you are white. With- right. Like there's just things you can know, even if you don't know specifically who your mom was, you know? Like, which like I don't is- know if I'm Italian. I don't know if I am like British. Sure. I don't, you know, sure. Yeah. But girl, what? Stop. Please stop. How are you going to give a biracial identity crisis to this white girl? Her only crisis should be around, like, you know, I was afraid to tell y'all I didn't have money. I didn't know how y'all would react. I don't know. You know, being in foster care is hard. Those things are fine for her to have crisis around. Yes. But that's kind of it. Like, that's where it stops. It's very much just you want to have your cake and eat it too kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I want to be really defensive over being white, like, because all of my friends are people of color. And I live with Black people. Yeah. But then and later you want to be like, I'm not white. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not sorry. anything. No, that's not true. I mean, you can you can understand that race impacts both you and everyone around you and also not do this. I feel like Adrienne was definitely a better actress, but everything, yes. both, of them were, everything both of them were saying, the dialogue was completely ridiculous because there was a point where she was just like, I don't know who my mom is, blah, blah. And she was just like, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe that could be a good thing. And I'm like, girl, don't do that. <laughs> I Like, yes, be mad at your mother. Like Chanel's mother is very neglectful. So neglectful. So she, she just takes off and leaves a credit card. And this child is 14. But like she takes off at one point to Paris. 
out of the freaking country because her boyfriend is, as Chanel put it, that French guy. Don't think we ever did we learn his name? What is his name? Luke, maybe. Sure, whatever. We didn't, we didn't meet him. <laughs> no, we and, never met him. But Chanel is just like, oh, you're going out with that French guy, and her mom goes off on her and is just like. That is not okay. I raised you better than that. It's what's like the, on the inside that matters. How the do you feel? French. <laughs> how <laughs> how do you feel if someone called you that Puerto Rican, Cuban, Dominican girl? And Chanel's like, that's what I am. <laughs> First of all, that was hilarious. She's like, I mean, that's just what's that's what's true, mom. I I mean, people bring it up. Also, it's true about me. What do you want? She's like, I'm proud of it. And her mom's like, no, no. <laughs> This movie, I did not realize oh. <laughs> how this, how much this movie wanted to be so like, the message is that we all should be colorblind. It doesn't matter what color your spots are. <laughs> First of all, have you, have you seen a cheetah? They all are exactly the same. They have the same color spots, like this exact same color This spots. does not land, all right? No. no. And what's also funny <laughs> is that even though the movie wanted that message, most of the characters didn't. Like half of the characters were like, no, I'm black or like, I'm, <laughs> I'm from the South. I am Dominican, I'm yes! Puerto Rican. Like the, the characters understood race besides But Durant. then they're singing, it doesn't matter what color you spot. I, whatever, yeah. I really <laughs> thought it was so funny. And also there's a difference between saying that French guy, which I don't even think she was saying it in a, any kind of derogatory way. No, but it was just... So yeah. my understanding is like, this is a white French guy. Yeah. It's a world of difference between saying like that, you know, Puerto Rican girl or something. Right. Which, okay, asterisk. They're definitely white Latinas. I guess my point is just like, it's very different because there's the, there's the association that you are talking about these brown countries. Yeah. And like the what the annoying thing about the mom is just like, your child's darker than you. So yes, the race is a way more clear factor in her life to other people. <laughs> like, it's just what's true. Yes. You can sit here and be on that shit if you need to, but she can't, okay? Right. It's like, check your privilege, mother. Right. The mom, her mom got him in her so much. In general, people did not treat Chanel very well. Oh, no, not at all. When they first go to meet with Jackal and them, Dalria, in her rush to make the meeting, somehow misses that she steps in dog shit. And doesn't smell it at all. But, but everyone, everyone else, else does. How's, how <laughs> can she not make smell any it? Sense. She would smell it immediately. <laughs> but then Chanel later, she takes her to the bathroom and she's cleaning Dalria's shoe for her. And I'm just like, for what? She can clean right. her own shoe. I'm like, girl, don't let them step over you. Stop letting these people step over you. And then the very beginning of the movie where Aqua is going, whatever, she's afraid of the subway because she's from the South. So she's always trying to hail a cab. But apparently she's some kind of germaphobe or something. So she has a tissue and she opens the door and then she decides oh, well, it's fine for you, and just, like, pawns it off onto Chanel. And just, like, we gotta stop treating this girl like she's a maid. I know. It's not good luck. It's not. I will say that uh, as a person who lives in the South, and I know I don't live in, like, Texas the South or anything, but (laughs) why would she feel more comfortable hailing a cab, which is not a common thing to do in the South, than taking a subway? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, is there no, there's public transportation in the South. There's buses I, and shit, yeah. But like, like it makes more sense that you would want to take a subway because people can get on and off of it. It's it goes also places. less expensive. I don't know if Aqua, was she supposed to be rich? Why is she just always hailing a cab? I don't know. It was weird. I'm like... Wouldn't that know. also take longer than the subway? Yes. It does, take, actually. Traffic in New York is horrible. Oh, it's a nightmare. I don't know why there weren't more subway scenes, because all of these people should, would have been taking the subway nonstop. You know that scene in Rent where they're just, like, on the subway? And yeah, and they're dancing and singing. It's just, like, whipping around and stuff. Yeah. I wanted that for them. And honestly, that is a common thing to happen in New York City. I've been in New York and seen people just, like, break out to dance in or near subways, and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> You know what could have been really great for this movie? 
is if we just had more of actual New Yorker energy, yeah. because New Yorkers do not give a fuck. Every, they don't. Everyone's chasing a dream in New York. Everyone is talented as fuck. And you want me to believe that anyone gives a fuck <laughs> that these random, <laughs> these random kids are just like singing or whatever, and they're just gonna stop what they're doing? No, they're not. Oh they're gonna God. walk right on past. They're gonna be like, "Get out of the way!" Right. I am going to work. I'm going to be late. No. Okay. So I think we're towards the end of the movie. Where <laughs> I hate this fucking ending. <laughs> I hate it so much. All they oh, had no. to do was have like a cute. Here's the singing contest. Here's the talent show. They perform to their best. They figure out their bullshit. They get back together just in time for the talent show and they perform and they win because they did their best and blah, blah, blah. That's how you end these movies. But instead, (laughs) even if they just did like a copy paste, any kind of like, I want to become a star movie, like just copy paste. I don't care. (laughs) The end abandons any kind of sense honestly because you just made it about a dog in a hole <laughs> i don't i can't even talk about it you talk about it um no one's talking to each other now because they all like had a falling out so now they're just off in the city all in different locations wearing the same outfit in four different colors for some reason but why did the whole group kind of have a falling out you know, because we had to move on with the movie and we had to have a third act where we get back together. So obviously for the second act. But y'all were just mad at Galleria. Why were you mad at each other? Something mm. about like, oh, well, we didn't take the deal, which means that we can't be a group anymore, which means that Galleria is the one that obviously cared the most about the Cheetah Girls. So we don't know what to do without her. So we're just going to break up. Justice for Galleria is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, okay. Oh, man. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. And then Gallery is walking her dog, Toto. The, one of the best points in the movie, honestly, because Toto is really here for the Cheetah Girls. You know what I wrote very early in the movie as a joke? I wrote, Toto <laughs> is a scene stealer, not knowing what was to come. <laughs> oh, God. Toto, poor Toto gets stuck in like a hole in the ground in the middle of the city because there's construction because like he runs away from Galleria and then she like passes by a police officer like bumps into him and then she's like my dog's in the hole you have to you have to help him blah blah and he was like dog in a hole that's bad <laughs> i was like what you did this white cop in new york was chill about this black girl just knocking into him and whatever i also had that thought and i was like wait this is different this is disney channel they're not gonna do that right now so there's not gonna be anything to happen besides that but if it was a different yeah. movie yeah you would have an attitude immediately he would decide that she's a criminal. Yep. And she was um, fleeing the scene. Mm-hmm. But. You know, we're on Disney now. So this, when, this is the fakest New York ever. In what universe in New York City, a very busy city where there are so many people doing <laughs> a million things all the time. Just the whole stereotype about New York is just like busiest city in the world like everyone's just out here trying doing their most whatever blah 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 in what universe if one dog as much as i love toto gets stuck in a hole in the construction site is the police officer gonna be like let me stop everything to help this dog and then call the fire department and then the news (laughs) this movie has (laughs) small town energy that's a small town story dog stuck in a hole that's a small town story not a new york story and it went on for so long. It started in daylight and ended at night. And like the because the news was there, because this is newsworthy, obviously, the dog is stuck in a hole. It's not. Uh, it's newsworthy because we can say Toto's not in Kansas anymore. That's why it's so newsworthy. I'm so mad. <laughs> they wrote the dog's name as Toto only to put that line somewhere in the movie. Toto's not in Kansas anymore, and Toto has never been to Kansas. Toto is a New York-based <laughs> dog. Oh, God. Toto is a dog who lives in a New York apartment, okay? I mean, I, I'm not a construction person. I don't understand logistics of, like, what goes underneath the street in terms Neither of... Neither did the writers. <laughs> they were just like, we got to cut the power and gas off because the dog doesn't die. Yeah, because in the power cuts off at the uh, school during the talent show. Right. Oh, where side note, Derek um, and his friend are 
in the middle of performing. And there's there's one line I just want to I, I just want to bring up because it really drives home that whole we are one thing. <laughs> but he he says he raps. <laughs> and I'm not going to rap. I'm just going to read it. Oh god. White, black, brown, Puerto Rican, or Haitian. It don't matter where you're from. We're a hip hop nation. <laughs> Lyrics by Derek. <laughs> mm. Yes, it's, it's 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 deep. I can't. I I just I don't like it. I don't like when it's like you're going from like kind of specific to then like a little vague and then like extremely specific. <laughs> but also like it's all just one big old mess. It's it's weird. It's weird all around. Um, Derek, this is a bad song. Uh, and, girl songs are all bad. Does white have to come first always? <laughs> I just feel like Derek was talking shit this whole movie about like, uh, Cheetah Girls are so lame with your music, but like literally all of their songs are better than this. All of them. I was honestly surprised that, I mean, not, I guess I was surprised, but not that he did like hip hop. Right. Quote unquote. Because he has like white boy rock hair. <laughs> I was expecting like commit, you know, put this white boy's hair in some cornrows and really upset me. Oh, yikes. <laughs> you know? Because you already have him doing the, like, you're still my boo bullshit. I'm like, uh, boy, if you don't go away from here. <laughs> okay, what? I don't know. They saved okay. Toto. So, first of all, before they saved Toto, wait, we have to... <laughs> they not only saved Toto, but because this is now newsworthy, Gallery is on the news being like, we gotta save Toto. Someone help oh, us save y- Toto. <laughs> yes, and then everyone at the talent show sees it and is like, oh no. Not Toto. Not Galleria. What yeah, happened, the, Galleria? The school who made a website to bash her is now coming to her rescue because her dog is in a hole. And they still tried to come for her. Like, you like, lost your dog. It's your fault. She's experienced, like... Like, goddamn. The end of the movie is just, they somehow win a contest they never entered because they sing in the street. So, the end. Happy yeah, happy ending. Honestly. Fun. Doesn't make any sense, but sure. They had a deadline, these writers, and they had to wrap it up. And they perform, and it's supposed to be, like, really epic and stuff. And, like, they tried to give me, I don't know. I was just so upset that the entire third act of this movie was wrapped up in Toto being a hole. <laughs> that I was just like, I can't care about anything that's happening. And not only that, but again, we have the entire city of New York standing around these four kids singing and dancing, applauding, and just like having all the time in the world just to chill. And and like suddenly there's like these lights and they're like, what the fuck? Derek has a guitar. He's playing guitar riffs. Oh, yes. We finally see that Derek can play an instrument and he's playing like because he does this like rock solo to kick off this song and i had a whole moment like pause wait what genre are we in now right right, finally he's not hip-hop boy he is rocker dude because he was already we all knew he was rocker dude we know you like the rock music and that is perfectly okay there's nothing you wish that that galleria would join your rock band honestly that would probably be pretty good (laughs) that would be great especially because some of the the songs that the Cheetah Girls had, I was just like, wow, what if you had like an actual baseline? Mm. Or, you know? Yeah. Just I just wanted the instrumentation of the some of the songs just to be, like go off a little bit more. I feel like we have two different opinions on the songs. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. Go go on. <laughs> no, you go on. Listen, I forgot most of the songs already. I I also thought they should have had more songs in the movie. I agree. They could have used more songs. Like at least two songs. Give me six songs. Okay, so the first one was Together We Can. Yeah, I was about I I it wasn't that interesting to me, honestly. It was fine, but it wasn't doing enough for me to care but so much. Your your opening song needs to needs to go hard. Yeah. Okay. Are we rating the songs? I did. Because I like them. <laughs> Except for this one. I didn't like this one. But I like the other ones. I feel like a two was generous. I just did not like the song. I gave it a three. But really because compared to the other ones, I didn't like it. So it could have whatever score it wants. I don't care. I mean, I would give it a one. But um, 
We could do two, two out of five (laughs) for this song. Sure. All right. Um, Cinderella, the deep seated history of a song that apparently goes back many years. Yes. (laughs) Apparently was originally given to the girl group. What was it called? I five. Because it was like international five or something weird. Yeah. They were all each from a different country. (laughs) Yes. Because we are the world. (laughs) <laughs> we are the future uh, yeah it was theirs but then it was another girl group's play we talked about it a little bit before but that's probably my my issue with the music for the movie is just that it doesn't feel like it's written for the movie that one definitely wasn't yeah it wasn't <laughs> and that that works to an extent because they are a girl group mm-hmm. but narratively like these songs have nothing to do with their lives i just mostly remember the song because i like this movie as a child and also i feel like they played it constantly and i (laughs) know all the words so five out of five (laughs) (laughs) i know it has a weird history and i rated five out of five for each girl group that Um, got recycled it you know what i think that it really should it was always meant for the cheetah girls Mm-hmm. But um, I don't have my nostalgic goggles on because I <laughs> don't even remember watching this as a child. I remember the song from the commercials, but not mm-hmm. even attached to the movie itself. I would rate it um, a three. Wow. Yeah, I really, I, I said what I said. <laughs> was that a 3.75 then sure um it's catchy but it doesn't have a baseline that is discernible for me yeah the interpretation of all these songs could have been a little better i feel like they need to go a little deeper with yes all of the songs were hindered by the fact that sabrina can't sing Mm, and keely can't sing very well either so mostly it's like raven and adrian yeah trying to carry the songs not gonna argue with you there. That's just true. That's a it's, fact. It's facts. A pure, a pure it's fact. Facts. I can't argue with that at all. I mean, that's just what's true. I don't know. I like when people are doing runs and stuff, but I like it when it's well placed and it's not just like everyone's kind of singing on top of each other instead of blending. Yeah. Okay. So that you was three point seven five. What's the other one? There's Girl Power and then Cheetah Sisters, which is the last song. Girl, Girl Power. Power had a better. I could hear the bass a little bit more. Yeah. I literally, I don't remember any of the lyrics, though. I'm not going to sing them. That's fine. <laughs> Just recite it like poetry. Throw your hands up if you know that you're a star. You better stand up if you know this who you are. Never give up. Never something, something. Girl power. Girl power. Girl power. Like throw that on your exercise mix. I am a star. You're right. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> why do I want to do this now? Just like get my weights like throw your hands up <laughs> no, better stand up if you notice who you are <laughs> <laughs> do a whole exercise routine to that song yep you know what i'll give it a 3.5 i gave this girl power a four to five because i like it i also so- randomly listen to it when i remember it every now and then every couple <laughs> years so that one also is 3.75 for us Okay, so hear me out. Last song. I understand that, like, <laughs> lyrically, I would not give it any sort of prize, but I feel like I have memories of the, it. What the, it doesn't matter what color your spots are song. I mean, if we want to call it that, sure. That might be the case. Wait, what was the title? Cheetah Sisters. Okay, yeah. But it is like the title song basically because it's about who they are as people and i just remember it as and little cheetah cubs exactly and um <laughs> if the if the movie if the whole movie wasn't trying to do this like we are the world we're all colorblind it doesn't matter who we are thing and it was the song was outside of that it wouldn't give off that vibe so, so deeply okay um anyway. so you'd like it just because it's kind of like this brings the whole Yeah, I think what they were trying to do was to have, like, because this is the ending song, have it be, like, a cohesive through line to be, like, 
the they're the cheetah girls and now we're acknowledging that in a song for one time in this whole movie <laughs> because they this is the only time they ever said it and they seem like they would say their name a lot or say cheetah things a lot as people so it's mm-hmm. weird it's not in all the songs so this yeah. song actually did that which i appreciated and i think it was pretty good for the most part and i also really love when raven was like believe it mister because she felt very strongly about it and i just thought it was funny <laughs> i like a song that's just like this is us mm-hmm. well so how do you feel about Jesus sisters <laughs> um <laughs> give your honest opinion let me give it a three yeah it's because like lyrically i'm i'm a little annoyed but it's a good ending song. Yeah. It feels like it does acknowledge who they are as a group a little bit more than any other song tried to do. And it gives them more of a personality, I think, than the other song yes. did. It shouldn't take the very end after a really fucking weird ending. Yeah. But like the very, very, like the last thing is like this song. And then they win this talent show. They have no business winning. You but... can't win a talent show. <laughs> you weren't in. Those they just did. aren't the rules to a talent show. I'm so, I'm, I can't think about it. It's so, so obnoxious. But yeah, I still blame you for making me watch this. <laughs> I mean, first and... of all, yeah, it's not a masterpiece, but it's not like that bad. Like, let's not, let's not do too much here. It was uh, trying. Right. And like, even if the movie's not perfect, but like, it is fun. That still is adding to the movie experience. Like, there's movies that are both bad in writing, plot, direction, acting, and all of that, and also not fun and boring. Like, that's not a good time. I would rate that movie low. But if you're still having a good time, then, like, (laughs) that counts for something, (laughs) according to me. The night wasn't wasted. No. No. I've I've watched movies where I was like, well, this was a waste of my time. Oh, The Village. (laughs) I don't know if the sequels are better. Um, the answer is or no. Like, well, I'll I'll give you that Cheetah Girls two like had some good moments, and I would I would probably watch that again because it had a, it had some good songs in there. Cheetah Girls three, I'd never watch and watch the first five minutes. Raven's not there because why would you bother? Because they became their own group, the Cheetah Girls, without Raven. So they're like, we can have a third movie. It's fine, and uh, no, it shows. It shows. No, no, no. So. What would you rate this movie? I feel like even though it has a lot of weird moments, I did enjoy a lot of the, the um, enjoy a lot of the dialogue, mostly from Raven and Raven's mom's character. Uh, yes, they were they were great. Honestly. Did anyone else really say anything worth remembering? Not really. No one else really was giving me anything that interesting. I mean, so yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing Raven. I enjoyed seeing Lynn Whitfield. I enjoyed Sandra Caldwell. I, I enjoyed the songs. I thought the, the movie was fun. I thought it mm-hmm. falls apart in a lot of areas, but like mm-hmm. overall, probably like a 3.5 out of five. Like it was like a good time. I'd watch it again, but I wouldn't like, I wouldn't call it a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not expecting that from most TV movies. <laughs> I'm not expecting that from DCOMs. Uh, I would give it a three. It's mostly just because like the ending was so like, what the fuck? <laughs> because generally speaking, I do appreciate that this is one of the first DCOMs that's really centered on mostly like girls of color. True. Yeah. And it's the first musical. That's really cool. And the songs were catchy. You know, I nitpick, but what else are we here for? <laughs> But it's still like it's still entertaining. I think it does it is trying to like have a good message, even though we've evolved past this colorblind weird shit that they are doing. But yeah, I appreciate the fact that there are like you know people can see themselves, and it's not just white girls that are getting that experience. I mean, I w- yeah. I would watch this again, probably out of the three of the three of them plus the two sequels. I would watch this one again versus the other two, which don't seem as interesting. I would watch like the first half of it, <laughs> but the end is so silly. I just <laughs> at that point, I'm like, all right, fast forward to the last song, you know? Oh my god! <laughs> so, what do we have to look forward to next time? Jed Jackson the movie, starring rest in peace Lee Thompson Young. 
I can't wait. I was really into that show. I know I watched it. Can't remember anything about it. So this will be a a real new watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So join us next time. Bye. Bye.